Perfect Love, a conference by Lourdes Pinto given to the Love Crucified community on February 16, 2023. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. My Lord, we consecrate this beautiful teaching you've given us tonight on perfect love to your most sacred heart and the immaculate heart of Mary. And we pray that through this teaching, you grant us the grace through the Holy Spirit to truly ponder and enter deep, that we may grow as one with you in perfect love. Amen. Amen. So I will begin tonight with words that our Lord gave on January 23rd of this year, 2023. And in this message, he explains to us what is fear of the Lord. He said, fear of the Lord is perfect love. A love that does not come naturally for every human being because of original sin. Yet a state of perfection that each soul is called to reach through God's gift of redemption. Fear of the Lord is a gift of the Holy Spirit that is acquired through the participation of each person. Fear of the Lord is the bright star of God's radiance. Fear of the Lord, which is perfect love, can only be reached by the souls who persevere through all the states of purification. Perfect love is the fruit of the death of self-love. To obtain perfect love, a soul must grow in each of the virtues with the death of all the vices I have been guiding you, meaning all of us, through a simple path to this perfect state of love and union because I am love and I desire to raise up my saints of these end times to usher in my era of peace in the world in which my mother will shine in the hearts of all people. My spirit, as one with her, will possess all people. And I, in the Eucharist, will be the center in the lives of all people. This is the new dawn for the world. And you, along with my holy remnant, have been chosen to usher in this new springtime for humanity through God's gift of his simple path. 
for it is the path to attain perfect love. Therefore, persevere in living and teaching this path. And you, meaning all of us, plural, shall be holy as God is holy for his glory. End of quote. My family, you're going to have this teaching. So you need to ponder these beautiful words. The Lord continues to make the promise to us that if we persevere through all these different states of purification that he's bringing us through in the simple path, we will be holy. We will be his saints of these end times. And it's so beautiful how he specifically allows us to know what this new dawn is. What is the beauty of what God is doing that through this purification in the world, what's going to come? And the honor, my family, that we are all part of God's plan of bringing forth this new springtime for the church. This month, on February 10th, 2023, the Lord continued teaching on perfect love. And this was after contemplating the chapter 3 of Genesis. He said, God in his infinite goodness and love created man and woman in his image and likeness. He created them with free will, knowing that they would turn away from him in disobedience. Yet God created humanity with free will so that he could truly be loved and honored. It is precisely because of your free will that you have the capacity to love God as he has loved you. He continues to wait for his creation to love him through me as one with me. I came into the world sent by our father to restore all things in God and for God. Yet, man continues to rebel against the goodness of our Father. This is a great tragedy. Yet God, because he is love, does not turn away from his creation, but remains in grief and generosity, waiting with open arms for them as I depicted in the parable of the prodigal son. Perfect love is lived in perfect obedience to the will of God. Adam and Eve were in the garden with God, yet their love had not been perfected. It is only through the cross, as one with my love crucified, that humanity can be restored in perfect love 
for the glory of God. My life on earth revealed this divine mystery of suffering voluntarily for love. This is the only way to transformation in God and for God. So let us go deep in these words. God is now leading us to live perfect love, which is the union of sorrows with Christ lived in the cloister of Mary's solitude. We choose. It is our free will. It is a voluntary act of love, a dying to self-love, to remain in God's grief, generosity, and waiting. To love as one with Ava in Christ crucified, I must choose to participate in God's grief. Henry Nowen explains God's grief in his book, The Return of the Prodigal Son. He wrote, Grief asks me to allow the sins of the world, my own included, to pierce my heart and make me shed tears, many tears for them. This grieving is praying. There are so few mourners left in this world. But grief is the discipline of the heart that sees the sin of the world and knows itself to be the sorrowful price of freedom without which love cannot bloom. This grief is so deep, not just because the human sin is so great, but also, and more so, because the divine love is so boundless. And this is the key, my community, to entering the union of sorrows. The Lord has been forming us from the foot of the cross. From the beginning of the path, he began to teach us to suffer everything with him. Through the different stages that the Lord has taken us through, he has been purifying us. It began with our wounds because they're so contaminated. From there, he brought us to the purification of the heart of our desires, our expectations. And now he brings us to the second nail. And the key as we've grown in suffering with the Lord is moving out of our sorrows more and more into the sorrows of God so that more and more, our sorrows is not just the sin of others and ourselves, but the sorrow becomes the knowledge 
that's become so great in our hearts of who the Father is, of the goodness of Abba, that our hearts break with sorrow, that we and others continue offending such an awesome God. That is the union of sorrows. That is a state of living. It's not an emotion. It is so powerful, my family. So beautiful. Because the focus is a consummation of love. And Henry Nouwen's words describe this state to me so perfectly. And when Henry Nouwen writes, Father Henry Nouwen, he said, It knows itself to be the sorrowful price of freedom in our hearts as victim souls. We have come to know that this sorrow with Christ in Abba is the price of freedom for us and for souls. And so we say fiat. We voluntarily give of our will. Yes, my Lord. Yes. To choose my family to remain in the desolation in the union of sorrows is a battle against our flesh. Our flesh wants out. It desires consolation. I feel that I'm in a continuous battle with myself lately because my human heart wants out of this union. My human, my humanity seeks consolation. My humanity seeks distractions. And I have to fight. I have to battle with myself to choose for love of God to remain. I think it's expressed beautifully the importance of our free will. In Sirach, the book of Sirach, chapter 15, verse 14 and 15, it says, It was he who created man in the beginning, and he left him in the power of his own inclination. If you will, you can keep my commandments. And to act faithfully is a matter of your own choice. In December 28, 21, when the Lord began teaching us of the first and second nail, he said to us, you choose to deny yourself solely to please me in all things. Look in the path how many times the Lord uses the word choose. Because he's, he's witnessing to our, the, our capacity to have free will. So we have, we choose. We can say yes or no every moment of the day. In January 20th, 2022, he said, your emotions serve only to suffer with me and to console me. 
my community this one sentence that the Lord gave us, teaching us of the second nail, has been my discernment of emotions on a daily basis. The Lord said, our emotions, all our emotions serve only two purposes. To suffer with him and console him. So my discernment in prayer is always, is this anger? Is this sorrow? Is this frustration? Is this suffering with you, my Lord? Is it consoling you? That one sentence is such a guide for us in the purification of our emotions. And then on February 8th, 2022, he explains the difficulty for our humanity. He said to us, living in total abandonment and peace in the desolation elevates the soul out of her ego. A continuous struggle with self takes place. Learning to give me your emotions and living detached from them, allowing them to serve my purpose is difficult for every person. So we have to help one another. That's why we're a community to help one another. And it's so beautiful that the Lord knows how difficult this is. So he grants us the grace as we choose to struggle. He grants us the grace. Notice that Jesus tells us that God does not turn away from his creation, but remains in grief and generosity, waiting with open arms for them. We are not called to just remain in God's grief, but also his generosity. What is Abba's generosity? Henry Nowen also explains it beautifully in The Return of the Prodigal Son. He says, in the parable of the prodigal son, The father not only gives his departing son everything he asks, but also showers him with gifts on his return. And to his elder son, he says, all I have is yours. There is nothing the father keeps for himself. He pours himself out for his sons. Jesus makes it very clear that it is precisely this giving of self that is the mark of the true disciple. No one can have greater love than to lay down his life for his friends. As children of the light, we prepare ourselves to become true martyrs. People who witness with their whole lives to the unlimited love of God. End of quote of Henry Nouwen. The Lord teaches us to love in grief and generosity. Saying yes to be a victim soul is the ultimate generosity 
And then we have to learn on a daily basis to lay down our lives for the souls, especially that are most difficult. How hard that is for us. But as we struggle through the simple path to love and laying down our lives for the other, by choosing to remain in the pain for the other and pour ourselves out, our lives, and say, yes, my Lord, it is worth it for me to lay down my life to bring these souls back to life. Yes, my Lord. And the Lord continues to give us the outpouring of the Holy Spirit to help us live this yes. That is generosity. St. Paul preaches the wisdom of God, which he explains as the word of the cross. 1 Corinthians 118. For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. 1 Corinthians 2.7 But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glorification. That line is so powerful. It's the secret and hidden. What is St. Paul is saying? We impart. St. Paul and all the followers of Christ are called to impart the secret and hidden wisdom of God. That's the cross. That's divine love that comes and lays down his life for love. We as love crucified, that's our mission. This one sentence of scripture to impart to the world what the secret and hidden wisdom of God, the mystery of divine love found in the cross, the mystery of redemption, The mystery of a yes that's willing to lay down our lives as one with Christ. That's the hidden secret. The mystery of the cross reveals the mystery of divine love. A love that gives itself totally. Pours all his blood in sacrifice. Grieves for his sons and daughters. Cries forgives our sins and waits upon our free will to choose voluntarily to love him in return. How difficult it is to wait. God loves us as he grieves for us, as he pours himself out. Abba, Father, gave us his only begotten son. He sacrificed his son. What greater generosity can our father have? And then he waits century after century, over 2,000 years waiting for us to respond. What a God. 
And finally, I go to the last message the Lord gave us on Valentine's Day. What a beautiful Valentine's gift on love. We're learning what true Valentine's Day is really all about, my family. Perfect love. And these were the words some that I read to you that we meditated on the rosary. The Lord said, the ways of God are not the ways of men. It's definitely not the way of how the world sees Valentine's Day, right? He goes on to say, I redeemed the world through my love lived in my sorrows. I chose to remain in this interior agony. An agony that is both a fire of consuming divine love and the groans of excruciating sorrows. My community, that one sentence, Jesus nails it. (laughs) That one sentence describes the union of sorrows, the most perfect union of love we can live with God on earth. That one sentence has to become one of those words that we all memorize and love crucified. This has to be one of them. This sentence is of the essence for us. Meditate this one sentence, my family. Meditate it profoundly. He goes on to say, This was and is in the Eucharist, my life for souls. Love and pain as one. There are very few souls that come to know my sacred heart. And fewer souls that enter my sacred heart as one with Mary to live and remain in silence and prayer. In my continuous agony for souls, the world is being made new through the few souls who, for love of me, have chosen, again, free will to remain with me in my hidden life of love for souls. It is through God's simple path to union with God That God desires to lead many souls to this perfect state of union with me for God's glory and the triumph of God Trinity on earth. Persevere, my little one, contemplating all that I teach you with perfect faith and hope. I, as one with my victim souls, am making all things new. These words came to life for me these past few weeks with the scriptures. The book of Genesis, chapter 6, verse 5 through 9, and the gospel of Mark 8, 12 are two of many scripture passages that reveal how God truly grieves for his people because he is love. 
In Genesis 6, 6, it says, God is grieved to his heart because of men's sins. Remain with those few words from scripture. Allow the spirit to bring you into the heart of God. God is grieved to his heart. How powerful those words of scripture are. The words that the Lord is giving us in these private revelations for the churches to bring these words in Genesis to a new life in us. That these words in Genesis draw us to know personally the immense love of our God so we can fall madly, madly in love with him. Jesus Christ, the God-man, is sent by the Father to us on earth. He comes to reveal the love of our Father. He reveals the love and sorrows of God's heart through his sacred heart. God grieves our sins. Jesus' groans of excruciating sorrows are revealed in Mark 8.12 as he grieves the hardness of heart of the Pharisees. But not just of the Pharisees, my family. He grieved the hardness of heart of the apostles and each of us. It says, he sighed deeply in his spirit. Jesus Christ sighed deeply in his spirit. Those are the groans in the simple path. The groans of God. The scriptures also reveal the few men and women who are righteous and love God as he has loved them. For example, Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord, Genesis 6, 8. And Christ also told us his little mustard seed that God has found favor with us. One example of many in our message book, March 21st, 20, the Lord said to love crucified, do not fear for I am with you. You meaning love crucified have found favor with God and he listens to the cry of your hearts. He is telling us we are like the Noah of these times. He has found favor with Noah and with us. Have you ever contemplated that when you're reading scripture? Noah represented the few men on earth who were righteous and blameless. Verse 9. Because of Noah's purity of heart, he walked with God. Verse 10. He had, my family, an intimate relationship with God. He communed with the Lord and listened to his voice and was obedient to his will. My family, God always uses the few, a remnant to save humanity. It is the same today. 
God is grieved in his heart at man's rebelliousness of him. Yet again, like Noah, God will bring forth a new dawn for humanity through the few righteous and blameless men and women. And that's exactly what the Lord is telling us in this message from January 23rd. He said, I desire to raise up my saints of these end times. These are the righteous and blameless men and women to usher in my era of peace in the world in which my mother will shine in the hearts of all people. My spirit is one with her, will possess all people. And I in the Eucharist will be the center in the lives of all people. This is the new dawn for the world. And you, along with my holy remnant, have been chosen to usher in this new springtime for humanity through God's gift of his simple path. For it is the path to attain perfect love. Therefore, persevere in living and teaching this path. And you, meaning all of us, shall be holy as God is holy for his glory. Amen. And at the end of this teaching, I have questions. This is the introduction, this teaching tonight, to enter Lent. And at the end of this teaching, there's questions to begin to ponder for Lent. I felt that it was very important this year to enter Lent with the messages that the Lord, the latest messages from the Lord, perfect love. We have to enter Lent this year, looking at the goal, which is perfect love. And everything we do during Lent has to be for this goal. Amen. For more information on the path to union with God, please visit the Love Crucified community website at www.lovecrucified.com. God bless you.